Hey, Valerie Lynn here, and thank you for tuning in to The Valerie Lynn Show, where you can't make any of this shit up, and basically, almost everything is an epic life experience. Feel free to share my show on your social media pages with friends and family. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. What's up? And thank you for listening to The Valerie Lynn Show. This is my last podcast of season one. And I do apologize for it being a very short season because I was very sick. Um, I'm still having a little bit of issues, but at least now I know what the issue is. And I will get into that in a little while in this podcast called 2020 Year End Review. And in my opinion, 2021 is starting off looking at 2020 and saying, yo, bitch, hold my beer. Because there's been a lot of shit going on in the last couple of days. I'm pretty sure you're all aware of that. So here is my list of things that I remember and things that have happened to me, friends, families, or random people that I read about on social media. So this is the year-end review rundown of what I will be talking about, and it's going to be a long Kind of sometimes a little funny, sometimes off the wall and fucked up review. Because that's exactly what 2020 was, in my opinion. So, my bullet points that I have for you. Me, being sick. We're going to start off with that. Because that took almost a whole freaking year for me to figure out what the freaking problem was. Because no one freaking knew what the issue was. Until now. COVID, a hoax, my ass. And if you people think it's a hoax, you are fucking idiots. To mask or not to mask, which goes with COVID and a few other things. My next bullet point, which goes with the mask or not to mask, the holidays, post office and delivery delays, asshole in the White House, and most of us know who I'm talking about. Other people choose to ignore and deny it. Mystery seeds. If you don't know what mystery seeds are, you will know after this podcast episode. Murder hornets. Yeah, love those. And aliens in 2021, UFO sightings, and my boyfriend with his crew taking over the planet. That is 2020 year-end review. So, we shall start right now. Drum roll, please. Me being sick. And I don't mean sick as totally fucking insane in a good way because I am but not to toot my flute dude but all right me being sick so this has been going on for quite a while since June actually I thought that it was and I'm a little short of breath not because I ran the marathon but because I can't breathe which is how this all started back in June I can't breathe, which has nothing to do with the actual I can't breathe Black Lives Matter movement, which is another topic and bullet point I actually didn't even put in here, which is very important and very sad at the same time. And I will actually add that in and talk about that as well. So can't breathe. Didn't know why. I kind of thought that it was allergies, you know, it being June, summer being partially my worst months even though my birthday is in there me and my brother were summer babies right I had a conversation with him not too long ago about the fact that we would love just to move our birthdays 
to September and October, respectively, just to get out of the July and August hot, humid, son of a bitch weather, you know? Um, anyway, so I thought nothing of it. I popped what I normally do, which is a Zyrtec D, which in my opinion, if you have sinus problems and then you don't have to do this because I'm saying it, go to your doctor, talk to them. Cause there are a lot of people out there that can't take the N- medicine dash D anything. If you're on blood pressure medication, if you're on heart medication, you cannot take Allegra D, Claritin D. Uh, Zyrtec D, anything with a D in it. The D is for decongestion. Yay, I can breathe, but it has complications with other medical issues and other medicines that you may or may not be taking. So I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional by any means, even though there are a lot of things that I do know because I know my own body, but that's just for me. I can't tell you, oh yeah, go out and take this. It's great. No. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. Um, so anyway, allergies, I have them. It sucks. I thought this was kind of what my issue was, right? So I popped a Zyrtec D, thought nothing of it, went to bed every night like clockwork, religiously, for almost over a year, in fact, taking Zyrtec D, okay? Thought nothing of it, thought it was allergies, right? Okay. So allergy season comes and goes like a fart in the wind, right? September rolls around. It's supposed to be fall. It's supposed to get like nice and cooler. You don't have to deal with the pollen as much. You don't have to deal with, you know, any other kind of, you know, allergy related to like tree pollen, ragweed, mold, that kind of shit. Now, dust and dander is a completely different animal, no pun intended, albeit because I am an animal lover and I have four cat sons. So I always said, if I was allergic to any of them, and there was a time where I was allergic to one out of the four of them, I was allergic to because he had a different kind of hair and fur and dander and whatnot. I was like, look, I'm just going to keep popping Zyrtec D and the allergy will go away. I am not giving up my babies for nothing. You know what I mean? They're part of my family, the loves of my life. And that's the way it goes. So if I suffer, I suffer. Fine. Right? Yeah. October. This past October, the middle of October, somewhere around there, I woke up in the morning, because obviously it's when you wake up, unless you're working overnight and you're sleeping all day, and uh, more power to you, because I did that for over a year, and I thought I was going to die. Anyway, random day in October, woke up, thought I was going to die, couldn't breathe. Now, I don't mean, oh, my sinuses are clogged, i got to blow my nose, I can't breathe. No. You ever get choked? Anybody ever get choked? You ever um, in a karate class where someone accidentally throat punches you when they're supposed to be sparring with you or wrestling with you and they put you in a chokehold by accident and all of a sudden you lose your breath for two seconds? Yeah, multiply that by three hours, okay? I saw my life flash before my eyes, could not breathe, could not swallow, couldn't, I saw stars. And I don't mean Matthew McConaughey, John Stamos, you know, and whoever else. I mean literal like, My eyes were flashing lights and stars before my eyes because I couldn't see straight because I had a dizzy spell, sinus headache, throat closure. I was out of breath like I ran a marathon and my throat was spasming and it was closing on top of it. This went on for a few days before I couldn't take it anymore. I was drinking herbal tea. I was downing honey. I was doing honey and lemon. I did throat drops. I did everything you possibly could to think that you 
you know, would get over a, a cold or a flu. Because that's what I thought this was. I thought it was allergies that turned into some sort of sickness. You know, as you do. Called the doctor. Told the doctor on call, because my doctor was on vacation, uh, which he's entitled to, and that's fine. I love my doctors, but ironically, every time I have a problem, they seem to be either on vacation or they're not on call or something happens, because that's my fucking life. So, called the doctor on call, and I said, yeah, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry to bother him, right? He's on call. He's looking for these uh, phone calls because that's his job. Anyway, I feel like I'm a bother, right? So I call him up. I said, yeah, I'm having issues. And he goes, what kind of issues? Duh, you know? So I said, look, and stupid me, I should have just told him the symptoms and let him do his own theory and hypothesis on what the fuck is wrong with me. But me, nah. Me knowing my body and me thinking I knew what was wrong, I said, yeah, I think it's allergies, but it's starting to turn into a sinus infection of some sort, and it usually does happen to me around this time of year. So he says, well, what is your normal doctor, who's a partner of his in the same doctor medical partner group thingy, um, he says, what does he usually give for you? So I told them. I said, and usually it can't, it works. No problem. It's a Z-Pack, seven days, lasts in your system for 10 days. This ain't my first rodeo, you know? So I told him that's what he usually gives me. And this usually goes away in two, three days. The medication stays in your system for about 10 days. So by the time it rides out of your system, you're home free and you can breathe, right? No. So he put me on this because I asked for it, you know? Five days in, the damn shit starts getting worse. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I said, you know what? I'm still on the medication. Maybe it just takes a little longer to work. Cause I still had two more doses left, you know? So I said, let me just wait a couple of days. I've been going on suffering for a week already. What worse can happen? You know, I'm on medication now. So I figured that would work, right? No. Three days later, when the medication lapses, I call my doctor. He's back from vacation. And I said, look, you know, I called up. Your partner on call gave me this, which you and I both know usually works. Not working. Here are my symptoms. Help me. So he decided to put me on um, a different antibiotic, a stronger antibiotic. An antibiotic I have never even heard of. So I can't even tell you what the antibiotic is. I can't tell you to stay away from it. I can't tell you, you know, and not for nothing. I can't tell you to stay away from it one way or the other because you know your own body. If you are allergic to anything, you know what you're allergic to and you know what you're not allergic to. So even if I tell you what the medication is, if you're allergic to it, you shouldn't be stupid and you should realize not to take it. Anyway, three days into the new medication, I'm getting worse. Medication's not working. Now this is a powerful antibiotic. Whether or not it's getting me nauseous is irrelevant at this point because I want it to get rid of all the other fucking ailments. I could deal with being nauseous. Don't appreciate throwing up, which didn't happen, but I just felt really sick to my stomach. So I called him up. I said, look, this ain't working. And it's getting worse. So at this point, this being back in October when um, COVID was running amok, it's still running amok, but I digress at this point. Um, That'll be our next topic that we will talk about. When I told him the symptoms, because some of them ran right into the symptoms of COVID, he's like, look, he's like, put you on two antibiotics already. If they're not working, you need to go to the emergency room. He goes, do me a favor, go to the emergency room, have them test you for pneumonia and all this other stuff. Let me know what happens. Great. 
So now I'm going to the emergency room. So I don't have to wait any, like, you know, day or anything. Just put a mask on, walk through the door. Let's go and see what happens. Now, for all those that know me, even all those that don't know me, I am a claustrophobic, but a very strange one. I will explain. Um, you're going to laugh because I did. It's the only way I can freaking explain this shit. Now, being in an elevator by yourself, you know, it's a small little room. It's almost probably the same size as a half bathroom or something in a normal house, right? Door closed. You're in this concealed room. No windows. I'm basically describing my half bathroom that I have in my house. That doesn't freak me out. It's a small space. Granted. Yeah. I'm in there alone. Yeah. There's no windows. Can't see out if you have the door closed or locked or whatever. That don't bother me. I even remember back in college, and I don't know why this happened till this day. I never saw who did it or why it happened. But I got locked and stuck in an elevator. Which, in my dreams slash nightmares, is one of my strange fears of being stuck in an elevator. Now, not only stuck in an elevator, but in the dream that I had... We were going to try to get out. We were in between floors. Some douche nugget opened the doors to the elevator and goes, oh, I could climb out easy. And we're in between floors. And I said, dude, please don't do it. Because like, well, we, we, there's nobody here. We need to get help. And I said, I had a bad feeling. Even in my dream, I was psychic. I had a bad feeling. I said, please don't do it. He's like, well, what the hell is your problem? We're never going to get out of here. I said, fine, go fucking do it then. He goes through up onto the top floor because we were in between floors. And the elevator starts to move, and in my nightmare, he gets chopped in half. Lower half of his body is in there with me, and the top top half of him was up on the floor in between the elevator. Yeah, these are my dreams, people. Fucking sick. Anyway, I was stuck in an elevator when I was in college. And I'm standing in there, I'm, I'm alone, I'm by myself, I'm late to a fucking class. Now, the class was only three floors up, I could have ran up the stairs. No lazy ass son of a bitch that I am decided to go take the elevator elevator gets stuck in between two different floors just completely shuts down and the maintenance lights turn on now mind you this is in the middle of the afternoon maybe two three o'clock in the afternoon so it's not like they were closing it's not like it was a night class there were no signs saying that they were going to do maintenance on the elevator nothing right so I stand there and go oh shit and I know shit on a shingle I ain't getting out of this elevator in between floors fuck that I'll try to call somebody so I look at my phone you're in an elevator in between floors you have no service fucking phone so I look and I'm like all right no need to panic can still breathe we're all good let me look at the buttons on the elevator because you know you open the door where there's supposed to be a little phone in there for you to quote unquote phone it in and be like uh hello Yeah, uh, I'm stuck in the elevator and shit. Yeah, that. No, no phone. There is a door. It swings open by itself, which, yeah, that's not creepy in the middle of a stuck, broken elevator. The door for the emergency help phone opens by itself. Nice. Did I mention that this specific college that I went to, that specific elevator and that specific building was haunted? I find this out after I get out of the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, not creepy. Thanks. So, how I got out of the elevator, you ask? Well, 
stood there and mind you through the whole thing I don't know about you but I think I was so frozen stiff that I didn't say anything I didn't scream nothing would come out I couldn't be like hey I'm in here nothing I, I was completely frozen so I hit the little button that says alarm thinking an alarm would go off you know and it did it was this most obnoxious ring almost like a cross between a rotary phone ring if you know what a rotary phone is people and a cross between the most obnoxious fucking clock radio alarm beep on the planet this thing was fucking loud okay so alarms going off all of a sudden the power goes back on i start going up to my floor the doors didn't open i hear somebody go hey sorry didn't know you were in there and i'm like I was on the first floor. I was going up to the third floor. I was halfway up. I guess I was on the second floor. It went back down to the first floor. Now I'm thinking to myself, I pressed the up button. I pressed number three. Damn thing went back down to one. Fuck this shit. I got out. I'm like, I don't need to get fucked stuck in there again. But when I got out, I looked and there was no one in the hallway. You would think it would have been like a maintenance worker or something cuz who else could turn the you know elevators on and off in the fucking building janitor perhaps there was nobody there now when i say there was nobody there i don't mean oh you know there was no maintenance guy there there was no janitor there there was no one in the building period okay there were people in their classrooms because at this point I was late because I got fucking stuck in the elevator and everybody was in their classrooms and all the teachers were teaching in their rooms so everybody was in the rooms they were supposed to be in except for me. And I'm like you got to be fucking kidding me. So anyway, I was okay with that. What I'm not okay with is feeling like I'm being strangled to death, okay? Me explaining to you being a weird claustrophobic, I don't like wearing tight clothes. I don't like things being restrictive constrictive on me. I don't like feeling like I'm a fucking sausage squeezing myself into a goddamn casing. That's the kind of claustrophobia I deal with. Like my mom always says, "Oh, why don't you wear these electric, you know, these elastic stretch pants? They look good." blah blah blah. They are so tight, they make indents of the impression of the waistband on your person. Okay? That's not sexy. That's you've given up on life and you are so big that you can't fit into regular jeans at that point. That's just my opinion. If you like those kinds of pants, go on with your bad self. It's all good, whatever. You do you. But I can't deal with that. When I was a kid, I used to wear corsets. I don't know what came over me. When I was say around the same time I was in college, I wore these corsets, but they had to be a little loose on me. If I tightened it back like you were in like the freaking uh, you know, Victorian era and I can't breathe, we're going to have a fucking problem. So, there's that. I can't wear gloves because they restrict my hands. It drives me fucking bonkers. When I wear jeans, I need to keep the belt and an extra loose button snap whatever hole in order to keep the pants up. But isn't that like defeating the purpose of wearing a belt? Cuz you're wearing a belt to keep your pants tight around you, but I need to make it loose so I can actually breathe. This is the problem I have. So, and there are other examples and what not that are escaping me at the moment, but um I'll share with you if I remember. But this is my issue. So all of that makes me not be able to breathe. 
um, on top of that, I also get panic attacks because once you can't breathe, being claustrophobic and you can't breathe, you start having a panic attack, then the convulsions start, then the chest pains start. You're basically working yourself up to a freaking attack. And I mean, you know, it's not fun. It's not cool. Everybody's like, oh, just deal with it. That's life. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Not even close. So here I am getting back to me being sick. My throat is not only closing on me, it's spasming. All right. I could actually feel the back of my tongue. It's all the way down my esophagus swelling up and pushing up against my vocal cords and my throat closing up the windpipe as it were to literally strangle me from the inside out this is what I've been dealing with since October on that day that I woke up and couldn't swallow now stupid me apparently I was explaining it wrong kept saying I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe because I couldn't but the short end of it was I couldn't swallow And that's why I felt I couldn't breathe because my windpipe felt like it was being crushed. But why? Who has fucking allergies like that? Who has a fucking sickness like that? So I'm in the hospital now and I'm wearing a fucking mask. Now, obviously you have to wear a fucking mask. I will get into that in a little bit. But when you have this weird claustrophobia like I did and you can't breathe and you can't swallow... And now you got a fucking mask on your fucking face over your nose and your mouth where you breathe and swallow. Do you see the problem here? Yeah. So here I am, hospital. My mom came with me because I couldn't drive. I couldn't even see straight. Didn't even know where I was going. I mean, I knew I was going to the hospital, but yeah, couldn't drive myself there. So my mom came with me. And of course, she can't go into the actual hospital with you. I'm surprised that there were people in the waiting room and that was not an issue at that point. But anyway, I digress. They had to put me in a, what I call a hospital holding cell. It's basically a quarantine room to make sure that you are not contagious to other people. Now, when you go into the emergency room, ain't no one knowing what the fuck is wrong with you other than the fact that it's an emergency. I need help now, you know? So, in the emergency room, the nurse is asking me, are you allergic to this? Do you do this? Do you, are you on any medication? I brought all my medications with me, my normal medications that I normally take. And do you know what kind of fucking racket a hospital does with medication? They won't let you take your own medication. The reason why they ask you what medications you are on is because apparently your medication is no good. We need to give you our version of the medication that you're on in order to charge your insurance an arm and a leg and a dick. Because got to get that extra inch in there, you know? Um, so I'm telling them what I'm taking. And I'm like, well, why can't I just bring my own from home? I know what my doses are. They got my doses wrong, by the way. They're like, oh, you're, it says here you're only supposed to be getting blood pressure medication once a day. I said, do me a big fucking favor. Take my blood pressure right now. You let me know what it is. It's 150 over 110. And she looks at me and goes, oh my God, it's high. I said, yeah, no shit. 
because you're arguing with me, telling me that I'm only getting blood pressure medication once a day, when I told you, and it says on my medication that I brought with me, that I'm supposed to get it twice a day, not to mention the fact that I can't swallow, I can't breathe, and I'm fucking pissed. High blood pressure. No shit. Now, the best part about it was, they didn't even tell me my mom went home, because they were admitting me. I didn't know this. My phone wasn't getting real good reception in the hospital, so didn't get any voicemails or messages from my mom. Not to mention that she has a fucking dino phone. I mean, if you were to see my mom's phone, a dino phone would say, holy shit, that's an old phone. Brace yourselves when I tell you my mom has a Nokia flip phone without the camera on it. I don't even understand how this fucking thing is still kicking. Damn thing works. Still holds a charge. Just enough for her to make a phone call if she needs to. But apparently at that point, couldn't get any reception through. Whatever. So, now I'm in the quarantine room. Find out my mom went home. I still can't swallow or breathe. And three nurses come in. Two two dudes. No, two chicks, one dude. Uh, They were taking blood and a bunch of other things. And I can't breathe, so I'm trying to take my mask off. This one woman is flipping shit. The one nurse. She's like, you can't take your mask off. She's like, you, you have to leave it on. I said, I'm not going to spit on you. I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to sneeze. I can't fucking swallow or breathe. I was like, the mask is literally going to kill me right now. Okay? When I'm outside, I walk around with a mask on to protect me and others. I'm not a fucking asshole. You know? Which we'll get to other fucking assholes that I've met who also think that COVID is a bunch of shit, which it's not, and you guys are morons. Anyway. This nurse, now, I got a little review survey from the hospital that I got sent home after my lovely three-day stay. And, you know, they asked me how things were, and I told them exactly how things were. Um, I was honest about it. I said, look, there's one nurse, I'm not going to name names, because I really don't fucking remember. But not only that, I'm pretty sure she's not the only woman that was having issues with drawing blood. I was like, it's an emergency room. Your nurses, in my opinion, your nurses and your emergency hospital staff are the front line to the emergency room. Like, you are the first people that clients and sick people see in an emergency. Now, God forbid I was brought in, you know, by my mom or somebody else and I, God forbid, passed out or dropped dead on the floor. You are going to need to put in an IV to hydrate and resuscitate me at some point. This specific nurse did not know how to do that. I told her, I said, look, I said, no offense. And I say this to everybody. I say this to my normal doctor's office, even when I get blood drawn. I say say this at the labs when I go to get blood drawn at the labs. I said, look, I'm only good for one stick. I was like, I am not saying this to demean you or insult your intelligence on your medical, you know, uh, expertise I'm just letting you know if you don't stick me once and get blood I pass out on the floor uh it's just the way I am I fucking suck (laughs) you know so she goes oh okay no problem I'm pretty good at this right it took her four fucking sticks two in each fucking arm before she realized she can't do this my veins apparently were just, uh, what's the word? Not exploding. They were, uh, they were not giving out blood, basically. I can't remember the word at the moment. It escapes me. But 
they kept on blowing out. And she's like, I'm going to have to get somebody else. I said, okay, good. Yeah, because this is a fucking problem. She got another nurse, came in. I'm having a panic attack at this point because now I got stuck four times. I'm nauseous, trying not to throw up, and I can't swallow. It's a fucking nightmare. First thing the other nurse says when she comes in is, she's not wearing a mask. She has to wear the mask. As if I'm not in the fucking room. She's standing two feet away from me. So now I'm fucking like gangbusters pissed off. And I said, look, I said, I can't fucking swallow. No one's giving me anything to drink. I can't do a goddamn thing to help myself. I can't wear the mask. And now mind you, I was still wearing the mask. I was just holding it out. So I had room in between my nose holes and the mask so I could fucking breathe normally. And she's still bitching at me. I'm like, I'm not attacking you. I'm not spitting on you. I'm not even near you. I'm not going to do anything to you. I said, I also, by the way, do not fucking have COVID. And she's like, well, we're here to test you for that. We're here to test you for this and this and this and this. I'm like, well, before you do any of that, and I appreciate it because I need the help because I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. I said, can you do the blood, which is what she asked you to do in the first place? Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Poke. That was it. I was so fucking pissed. I'm like, you stuck me once. She goes, you want, you want me to stick you again? I said, no, I was stuck four times already. It's my whole fucking argument. I was like, where were you? Why couldn't you be here like 10, 15, 20 minutes ago? You know, so they both laughed and walked out. I'm like, oh, haha, really funny. Meanwhile, I'm fucking suffering. Still can't swallow. Poked four times in my arms. And I'm like, what else could possibly fucking happen, right? So another dude comes in. He's like, hi. Like all happy and shit. Now, mind you, it's a hospital. I'm fucking miserable. I also am trying to be completely respectful of everybody in the hospital that works there from janitors to high doctors and everything because they are heroes, especially in this day and age. Now, this doctor came in and said, we need to do four tests on you. Great. So a bunch of tests. Great. I hope I pass everything. Um, I said, look, I was like, that's fine. You do what you need because I need you to help me because I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I have never been this sick before in my fucking entire life. And I've had major weird fucking medical shit going on with me. Never anything like this. Most of it unexplained. Yeah. Tumor in my ass for no reason. Uh freaking bladder that had scar tissue that apparently disappeared at one point. Yay. Uh, countless numbers of kidney stones, you name it out of nowhere, this shit happened. So I said, look, I am a medical mystery. I don't understand why I'm sick. Please help me. And so he said, okay, we're going to test you for COVID. I said, okay, we're going to test you for strep. Okay. We're going to test you for pneumonia. Okay. And we're going to test you for the flu. Okay. I said, I really don't know what it is. I really honestly thought it was strep. Basically because my throat was on fucking fire. I don't know. It was closing. It was spasming. I've never felt anything like it. I've also never had strep. So I was just assuming it was related to that. Okay. Um, basically when you go into the hospital, they do these nasal swabs and whatnot. If you got tested for COVID, um, to quote our president, you know, you go all the way up the nose and you hang a left at the eye. Um, they didn't go up that far. Actually, the other tests only go up into the nostrils a little bit. You turn the little Q-tip swabby kind of thing and then they just put it in a little jar and they send it off. Um, 
I didn't get the rapid test. I got the go suck a bag of dicks, 10 year waiting test for this to come back, whether or not it was positive or negative, go fuck yourself test. Basically what I had. Um, so the flu they did that comes up in a couple of hours that comes up negative strep, the strep throat test came up negative pneumonia came up negative. Now, mind you, I am very grateful and thankful to not be suffering from any of these sicknesses. However, upset, frustrated, and still sick from something that nobody knows anything about, which I think is almost even worse than actually finding out what you actually have, you know? I mean, it's better to know what you have than to not know what you have and not be able to have it treated. All right. So the doctor that came in did all these tests and he says, now we're going to test you for COVID. Don't worry. It's not bad. I said, test me all you want. I said, I'd rather not have any of these sicknesses. I am so thankful to wear a mask and not have to wear a respirator. So on positive sides of things, you know what I'm saying? So he did the test. He goes, now looking at you, he goes, I want to admit you. Are you okay with that? And I said, okay, is it serious? And he says, well, the reason why I want to admit you is because I don't exactly know what is wrong. And God forbid I send you home and something happens to you. I don't want you to have to come back here. I'd rather you just stay here. And if something happens, God forbid, we're here to help you. And I was appreciative of that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I got nowhere to be. I'm <laughs> I'm sick as a dog. I am miserable. I don't want to do anything else other than get better. Um, I haven't made any podcasts because I really couldn't talk. I was disgusted with life. I really thought I was going to die. I, I got to be honest with you. I felt that bad. I've never felt this way in my entire life. I was so sick. Um, I stopped eating for a while, so I lost weight. I was like, woohoo. Everybody's like, oh my God, you're losing weight? What are you doing? I said, yeah, it's the not eating, gonna die uh, diet. Nobody should fucking try it, ever. Um, so there was that. I stopped working. I own my own company. I was so disgusted with feeling so sick that I didn't even care about working. And I love my job. It's my business. Like, I love it, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't even want to hang out with my cat sons. I love my cat sons. They're my life. I wanted nothing to do with nothing. And um, I couldn't sleep. I was up all night. Um, I think I went to bed every single morning around 6 a.m. I was literally up all night. Could not lay down. Could not sleep. Could not swallow. I couldn't do anything. Could not function. There you go. So when he said, I want to admit you to the hospital, I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I need to know what's going on. So... Since my COVID test was going to take a little while to um, get the results, he's like, we got to bring you up to the COVID wing. He's like, because we don't know if you are sick or not. Um, So to protect you and others, we need to put you on the COVID wing. I'm like, "Um, uh, okay. Now, I was kind of about to have a panic attack at that point because I had friends of mine that were in the hospital that were sick that took the COVID test but they didn't know if they had it or not. So there they are on the COVID floor of whatever hospital they were in waiting for the results of their tests. And some of them were immune suppressed and I'm sitting here freaking out for them being like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, I hope you don't have it, but God forbid, like what happens if you catch it when you're there? You know, like what if you catch COVID because you're on the COVID floor? Like I didn't understand. It just it just freaked me out thinking about it. But now being immersed in the whole situation, let me tell you, when they bring you up to the COVID floor, 
it's it's like they opened a different wing of the fucking hospital that didn't exist before. Like they opened this wing just specifically for COVID patients and people that may or may not have COVID that are being tested to put them in a holding pattern in order to keep them there away from others. And I understand the concept and don't get me wrong, but I started having panic attack. The nurses, you know, wearing full, uh, how do I say, it was like a cross between a hazmat suit and an astronaut suit. I mean, like, I'm not even kidding when, you know, PPE is serious shit. I mean, like, they are covered head to toe, top to bottom. They were really safe. They kept all their patients safe. They kept me safe. Um, As she's pushing me down the, you know, the hallway on the bed, there are wings of the hospital that was totally, completely dark. Like, it didn't exist even though I could see it but like nobody was down there that's why I'm saying they cut off part of the hospital specifically for this reason and then the voices started and I told her I said now this is this is hysterical because like the woman's talking to me and everything like she was must have been younger than me must like in her 20s or something and she just you know she's pushing me down the hallway and she's like don't worry we're gonna take good care of you you know being nice and everything trying to keep me calm and i said is this part of the hospital haunted and she she stops wheeling me and she goes what and I said, I'm sorry. I just hear somebody talking to me. And clearly I can see down the hallway. And the hallway is dark and there's nobody there. She looked at me and she goes, you're hearing voices. I said, I totally am. I'm not crazy. I know how it sounds. And I explained to her what I do and who I am and everything. And she goes, um, Valerie? And I said, yeah. She goes, this is my first day here. So I'm not exactly sure about anything. All I know is where I'm pushing you to. Now I sat there and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I just totally fucking freaked out her freaking life, you know? I mean, can you imagine like a person who's just out of med school? This is their first day on the job and they're thrown into a COVID hospital. Can you imagine? I would be shitting bricks, okay? And now to add on top of that, you're telling, you know, I'm telling this poor woman that the the hospital's haunted. You know, so fuck me. Right. So get to my room and she goes, now we just have to clean the room. I was like, okay, like, you know, whatever. Like I I thought nothing of it. I'm like, but why, you know? And she's like, it's just protocol and blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff. Okay. I'm like, that's fine. When they mean they are cleaning the room, they went in there with like a couple of buckets of cleaning stuff. Like they like freaking pine salt. I don't know if they use pine salt, but like they like, you know, bleached the shit out of this room. And I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, can you leave me out here for a few minutes? They're like, oh, everything's clean. I said, if it smells like bleach, I'm going to throw up. I'm very sensitive to smell. I also can't swallow and I can't breathe right now. And having the mask on, I'm going to have a panic attack. So they left me outside for about 20 minutes. Like, not outside, outside, outside the room in the hallway for about like 20 minutes until the room aired out. And then they wheeled me in. Everything was fine. Um, so, you know, they introduced themselves to me, the nurse that was on call, the person who was doing the blood work. Now, like, you know, you know that you do not sleep in a hospital. You just don't. Every hour, three, four times an hour, you either have somebody coming in to do your vitals, your blood pressure, your uh, meals and cleaning the room and doing blood work. So you do not fucking sleep. Okay. 
apparently I did. Um, I passed out and you ever feel like you're being watched? I all of a sudden felt, and I didn't know I was sleeping. I, I passed out. I was just, I was so sick. I was sick and tired, literally so sick, so tired. I was sleeping, sitting half up, raised in, you know, in the medical bed that, you know, they sit you in, in the hospital as you do. And I see somebody staring at me. And now the person's in my room. Okay. The person's not standing outside the door in the hallway. Just happened to be looking in to check on me. The person's standing in my room. Now I already told you that the hospital was haunted and I was hearing voices. So when I woke up, I opened one eye halfway. So whoever it was, wouldn't realize I was awake or asleep because I wasn't exactly sure if I was actually seeing someone actually physically standing there at that point. Then I realized I looked a little closer and it's, a little doctor holding a bunch of needles and a bunch of syringes and a bunch of little, uh, you know, uh, needly uh, jar, blood collecting needly things. And he's looking at me. He goes, oh, you were sleeping. And I, I woke up. I looked at him and I said, it's 548 in the fucking morning. What else would I be doing? And why are you standing there like that? He goes, I'm sorry, I didn't want to wake you. I said, but you're still standing there and you're still waking me. He's like, yeah, I got to do blood work. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, again? I was like, you literally took my blood the last hour, this past hour. He goes, yeah. I said, can I ask you one question? I was like, why? I was like, 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 why do you have to take blood so frequently? And I don't mean just you. I mean, like, in general, in the hospital, why do you people have to do this? And when he explained it to me and made sense, I really figured I was just being fucking tortured. He's like, no, we're trying to get your levels, your lactic acid levels, your, you know, uh, chemistry, CBC levels. CBC is a complete blood count for those people who don't know any medical terminology. Um... So I said, oh, okay, well, what was wrong with the last levels that you took? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? He goes, I'm just a phlebotomist. I'm the one that takes the blood. I'm not the one in the lab testing the stuff. I said, oh, that makes sense. Well, can you send another doctor in here who's actually taking my case and knows what's wrong with me? He goes, sure, after I stick you. I'm like, great, awesome, lovely. So that's what I was doing at like 5.30, 6 o'clock a.m. on that random October morning. Um, so after that, I had a panic attack. Um, I called my nurse, which happened to be that, the new, uh, girl on the scene for the first day. I said, I'm having a panic attack. I can't breathe. I'm freaking out. So they gave me Xanax. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm calming down. Everything's cool. Okay. Okay. I can finally see again. Everything's good. And like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. And they're still taking blood. They're doing tests and whatnot. They don't know what's wrong with me either. Um, so I was in the hospital for three fucking days of not knowing what was wrong. They were giving me a double dose of vitamin C. They were giving me a double dose of zinc, which I was doing at home anyway, because I thought this was a cold and some sort of sickness just to try to up my immune system. They were doing that too. Nothing was fucking working. So now I'm like, now I'm in the hospital. Nobody knows what's wrong with me. I'm getting fucking pissed. And I'm not getting fucking pissed at the doctors. I'm not getting pissed at the nurses. I'm not getting pissed at any of the medical staff. I'm getting pissed at myself because why the fuck is this happening to me? Like, I don't understand. And 
here I am trying not to cry because I'm on the COVID floor. Now, for all of you who have had loved ones who have passed away from the virus, um, you know, people that have gotten sick with the virus and came out on the other side of the virus is still alive, but still have side effects and everything. I, you know, I'm sorry. I love you guys. My prayers and thoughts are with you. Um, I'm sitting in the hospital on the COVID wing and I'm like, you know, you don't have COVID. At least this is what I was thinking so far. My test didn't come back yet, but I could feel that I didn't have it. And I'm like, you don't have COVID, but all these other people on this floor do. And they're worse off than you are. So you should be thankful that all you could do is not breathe and swallow. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, these people can't breathe either. Then that's when I hear it. I hear a woman screaming. I hear, sounded like an elderly woman screaming, I can't breathe. Help me, help me. I can't breathe. There's nobody in my room, okay? Um, I had a room to myself. There was another bed in there, but there was nobody in my room at all the whole stay. Nobody was there. And I hear this woman screaming, I can't breathe. Please help me. And a nurse came into my room, and I'm hearing the whole conversation. And apparently, the walls are either so thin, or this woman is just really fucking loud. And, like, I heard her. She was in the hospital room behind me. And I asked the nurse, I was like, is she okay? I'm like, I'm sitting here praying for everybody because, like, you know, especially this woman because I heard her. She's like, she can't breathe. I said, well, I get the gist of that. I'm like, you know, I hear she says she can't breathe, obviously. She was no, but you don't understand. Apparently... And if it couldn't be any worse, then I can't breathe, right? This poor older woman had dementia, which is like the onset of Alzheimer's. So if you don't know, so not only could she not breathe, but she didn't understand why she had an oxygen mask on her face because she didn't know it was there to help her breathe. She also was crying and asking for her husband and didn't understand why he was not allowed in the fucking hospital. I just lost it. I was like hysterical. I'm like, I can't take this. I'm like, I feel so bad for all these fucking people. I'm like, I, I just, I, I just can't. And then I think about it and I look at the nurse in front of me and she's trying not to cry. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I feel horrible. It's, I, it's like a fucking nightmare that you can't wake up from, you know? And I didn't even have it, but being submerged in it. And then I'm thinking to myself, these nurses and doctors and hospital staff, are dealing with this day in and day out. Not to mention the suffering, you know, patients that are dealing with it physically too. For somebody to say, oh, it's a hoax, I'm not wearing a mask, you know, it's a China virus, I don't know how it got here. Doesn't matter how it fucking got here, you fucking ass goblin. It's here. You're a douchebag. You know, you should be thankful that you're not sitting in there with a fucking respirator in your hole. Because that, that's what it is. Like, game over, basically, for most people. Especially if you have onset situations, allergies, sicknesses, pre-existing conditions before this even happened to you. I mean, holy shit. The whole time that, you know, I was sick, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm going to take care of this in my own home because I was afraid of getting COVID. I knew if I got it, God forbid, I'd be fucking dead. I keep telling my friends and family this all the time. I'm like, no, I, I'd be dead. Because I can't wear a mask around my face, like an oxygen mask. That would make me claustrophobic. Anytime I go into a hospital to have a procedure done, they have to knock me out. 
or do something with my face first. I'm like, no, you need to knock me out first and put whatever on my face that you need to after I'm already sedated and out. Because otherwise I'll have a heart attack or a panic attack or something will happen and I'll go nuts. So like to have a ventilator, a respirator, mask on your face, like it drives me bananas. So anyway, long story short with that whole situation, I wind up getting three days later, wind up getting my COVID test back. It was negative. Um, all my levels, my lactic acid, my liver enzymes, everything went down. So they chalked it up to a sinus infection because that's kind of what I thought it was too. I couldn't breathe. My sinuses were clogged. My throat was clogged. I, I thought I was going to die, but I, I knew it wasn't like as bad as I thought it was at that point. So I thought, so they're like, yeah, we're going to discharge you instead of admitting you to another floor because, you know, uh, your COVID test came back. That's all we were waiting for. Since you're okay and you have medication to take home with you, we're just going to let you go. They gave me a stronger antibiotic while I was there, which seemed to help with the sinus issue. So I was like, okay, now I can breathe, but I still can't swallow. What the fuck? So she goes, well, if your nose is clear, you know, you could go home. Your, your COVID test is negative. We're all good. Then a psychiatrist comes in and, and I could tell before he introduced himself that he was a psychiatrist. It, it's just that, like they have all psychiatrists, even on TV shows. Like I was watching Chicago Med, the psychiatrist there. He's like, he comes in and goes, hi, my name is Dr. Blah, 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 blah. How are you? How are you feeling? Like, I'm like psycho. I'm like, you don't have to be fake nice to me. I know, you know, I know you're a doctor here. That's fine. Hi, here I am. I'm sitting here. This is my situation. This is what I'm hoping to happen when I go home. You know, whatever. So he says, oh, well, he's busy. He has a book. He had a fucking notebook with him and he's writing in it as I'm talking to him. So I'm like, what the fuck are you writing? I'm telling him, he's like, hi, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. He wrote like a paragraph. I'm like, I just said I'm fine. What the fuck did you just write there? Because now I'm really curious. And I'm like, I gotta be honest with you. I'm like, I, you know, he's like, have you ever talked to a psychiatrist before? And I'm like, no. I mean, like I had a family therapist and whatnot. Is that the same thing? And he goes, no, that's just somebody that you talk to, that you work out issues. I said, well, isn't that what a psychiatrist is? He goes, no, the main difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist is a psychiatrist can give you prescription medication. I said, I don't need crazy pills. I was like, I'm not schizophrenic. I'm not bipolar. I don't have anything wrong with me other than the fact that I am sick and no one knows what the fuck is wrong. So while I might sound insane, I am of clear mind and consciousness and I know what the fuck is going on. Never mentioned anything about the voices to him at all, just in case. Um, so he goes, okay. He's like, I just wanted to see you and see how you were doing. He's like, I'm giving you a prescription for Xanax. And I said, uh, okay. And then he starts telling me how, you know, Xanax is addictive and all this other stuff. I said, look, I said, I got to be honest with you. It's like, I got problems swallowing pills. I was like, uh, it's, it, my brain does not work well with things that are not food. Like, it's not food. You're not supposed to swallow it. That's it. Game over. I can't swallow pills unless there's food in my mouth because the food will go down and take the pill with it. Otherwise, I can't swallow pills. I said, I also don't have a type A addictive personality. I'm not that kind of person. I don't need drugs to make my life happy and whatnot. If I was okay, I wouldn't need them. If I start having a panic attack, I would take them. But if I'm okay, who the fuck needs drugs? Yeah, my motherfucking ex. But I digress. I actually told him about him too. 
I said, yeah, I had a psycho ex where he was, you know, taking Xanax, he was taking Klonopin, he was taking Oxy, all at the same time. So I've been around the bullshit and the addiction and everything. It just wasn't me. It was him because he's a fucking moron and continues to be a fucking moron. But I digress. So the guy's like, oh, okay. And then he gives me a copy of what he was writing down. He gives me the prescription and says, well, I hope you feel better. Have a great day. And I said, thank you. You too. I hope you're safe and well. And then I wound up leaving and going home and ordering Chinese food the third day. So... Still not knowing what the fuck is wrong with me. I looked at the little novel that he was writing. And it says she's alert. She's making sense. She is cognitively sound. I was like, I told you that. I was like, I just can't fucking swallow. So anyway. Now this is back in October, okay? The three days I was in the hospital made me reflect on life. Life in general. People that... I don't need in my life people that I'm grateful that are still in my life and people that I dropped from my life that remain dropped that I really don't care whether or not they're in my life at all. So I thought about all this shit. Also thought about the fact that I still don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. So after I got home, after the three days in the hospital, I booked appointments with every single freaking doctor you could possibly think of. I went to an allergist who told me that, yeah, you're allergic to the normal stuff that people are allergic to. Tree pollen, mold, ragweed, dust and dander, melons, which I didn't know, um, and some sort of nuts, like hazelnut and shit. Very slight allergy. So I was like, oh, okay. And so that doesn't help my throat. He goes, you also don't need to take Zyrtec D anymore. He goes, it's not helping you because you don't have a sinus infection. I said, well, how do you know I don't have a sinus infection? He's like, because if you did during the pollen seasons, that would be understandable. But that's not what this is because it's not pollen season. You shouldn't be having problems with your sinuses in that regard. So I don't have to go back to see him until April when pollen season starts again in the spring. I actually, when I got home, I stopped taking the Zyrtec D. I've been able to breathe since. My nose is clear. I... I'm finally off of Zyrtec D. I've been taking it religiously for years. Do you know how much money that shit is? You know how much money I'm actually saving now? Which is freaking great. So that was the allergist. I went to the gastro doctor. Who I told him my symptoms and stuff. I said, I don't really know why I'm here. But I, I don't know. Help me. So he fig- you know, he was figuring out things that were going on. He goes, you know what? Because I told him about my throat and everything. He said, I want to send you for an endoscopy. He goes, schedule that with the nurse. We'll get that done for you. Now, colonoscopy is when they set, they put the uh, colonoscopy is when they put the uh, thing up your poop chute. And endoscopy is the opposite. It goes down your throat. So that's the one I was getting. Now, mind you, when he did the endoscopy and I came to afterwards in recovery, he said to me, he's like, yeah, the esophagus and the lining and everything in your throat and everything is fine. There's no obstructions. There's no acid buildup. There's nothing. He goes, however, while we were putting the scope down your throat, your throat closed and kept on spasming and collapsing around it. And I don't know why. I said, okay, well, that's not fucking normal. So how do we fix this? He said, well... And him being the gastro doctor, so this isn't a gastro issue, I said, do I need to go to another doctor for this? 
And he said, I would suggest you going to an ENT, which is an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He goes, because it's your throat and it's not acid related or anything. So I would book an appointment with him. So on to the next doctor I went, went to the ENT. Get into the ENT's office and I'm telling him I can't breathe and I can't swallow. My nose is clogged as all shit. Nobody knows why. Um, allergist said it wasn't allergies, so there's no reason to take Zyrtec D, but why can't I fucking breathe? You know what this ENT did? Told him I couldn't breathe. He shoved gauze and shit up my nose. I almost died in his office. I'm white knuckling, gripping the seat because, again, claustrophobia. Can't have anything in my face, up my nose, in my mouth. I will go nuts. He not only put the stuff up in my nose, but he sprayed it with a decongestion and lidocaine. So now my nose is on fire, but it's also numbing, but I can still feel it, and I can't breathe, and I can't swallow. What in the absolute fuck? So he finally pulled it out of my nose while I'm sitting there going, because ah, ah, I really thought I was going to die. Um, so he goes, you'll feel better in a couple of seconds. You'll be able to breathe. That didn't really happen. No. He puts a scope. The reason why he did this was he had to numb my nose because he put a scope up my nose and down the back of my throat. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I feel the pressure, but I don't feel the actual thing because he numbed up my whole face. So now he also numbed up part of my, I don't know how the hell this happened. My half my mouth was numb because apparently, you know, ear, nose and throat, it's all fucking connected. So now I'm talking like this because the damn thing is freaking numbing my mouth. Ridiculous. Okay. Fucking ridiculous. I'm sitting there I'm like, this can only fucking happen to me. I swear the gods up there are playing the game. Can you top this with my life? And they're all fucking laughing, looking down at me because I suck at life. And this is kind of how I felt. So the ENT goes and says, well, your nose and your sinuses are completely clear. Your left side is a little more narrower than your right, but everything looks fine except for the tumor in the back of your throat. I'm sorry, what? He goes, yeah, you have a papilloma tumor hanging from the uvula, which is your hangy ball thing in the back of your, your throat, hanging from the uvula in the back of your throat. I said, can I see it? Because I look at my throat all the time. Usually when I get a sore throat, I see that there's like a tonsil stone or something in there that I can remove myself and then I start to feel better. So I'm like, oh, and I told him I do that. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay, that's not uncommon. I said, okay. Well, back when it first started when I was a kid, nobody even had a name for it. Nobody knew what the fuck I was doing other than the fact that there was this shit in my throat. Anyway, papilloma tumor in my throat. He goes, yeah, we're going to have to book an appointment for you to remove that. But other than that, I see nothing in your throat. I said, well, can this tumor be what is causing this shit? And he said, no. I said, okay, great. So now I have a tumor that needs to be removed. And I still don't have the initial reason of what the fuck is wrong with me. So wound up getting the tumor removed. It was non-cancerous. And I found out while I was food shopping, I'm dancing the aisle going, it's not cancer. Yay. People walking by are like, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> you know? So I was so thankful. But now I'm back to square one because nobody knows what the hell's wrong with me. So now this is back and started in October. Okay. Fast forward to three fucking days ago. Okay. What was it? January 5th, three fucking days ago. I put a lip balm on my mouth. Now, I've been using lip balms religiously ever since last June because nobody's wearing makeup or anything. My lips are chapped. I need something for my, my mouth. 
I was using this vanilla mint lip balm that I actually created for my own company. And I've been using, I even took it with me to the hospital, put it on my mouth. The damn thing gave me an allergic reaction. The damn thing was burning my lips three days ago. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I've been using this every single fucking day. Could this be what the hell is bothering me this whole fucking time? So I said, you know what? Let me do an experiment for five days. Let me stop using it and see what happens. Three days ago, I started this experiment five days. I am almost back to normal now. Can you believe this fucking shit? Can you believe this? So I discontinued it, threw it out, and I emailed the company. Which brings me to my next bullet point of COVID. A hoax my ass. Now, basically 2020, in my opinion, has been engulfed in two main things. The election and the dipshit in charge. And COVID, which the dipshit in charge was in charge of. And did basically nothing except to blame the Chinese for a virus that came to the United States. Ridiculous. Now, mind you, yeah, it started in China. And they have a lot of different diseases that come from China. And, you know, there are conspiracy theorists out there that say that there was a lab out there in Wuhan that created this virus and let it escape. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. What they eat over there is not the definition of what we consider Chinese food over here. If you go look up Turtle Dick Restaurant in China, there is actually a fucking thing. Is there a calling for turtle penis soup? I don't understand. How did this become a dick thing of choice? And these poor fucking turtles. I mean, like, you know, it's bad enough you're a turtle, you have a turtle dick, you're slow as fuck, and you live in a shell, and now someone's coming after your fucking wiener. Why? I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't understand it. It's not my culture. I don't go down on turtles, or anything for that matter. Even though my throat is still bothering me, but I digress. Turtle dick. Why? Anyway, getting back to COVID, which is not completely turtle dick related. It's dick related, all right. Because there are a bunch of dicks out there that keep on saying it's a fucking hoax. Bunch of dicks out there that are not wearing masks, having the fucking time of their lives when there are millions of fucking people of all walks of life dying from a virus that you're saying is a fucking hoax. Because you're a fucking moron. Now, mind you, if you're of the quote-unquote invincible type, which I know nobody of, and you don't think you're going to get it because your religion believes and tells you that you are invincible of your faith and God will protect you, um, no, not so much. I personally don't think so. 
I mean, it's great to have the power of positivity and keep thinking to yourself, I'm great. I'm healthy. I'm important. I'm smart. I'm healthy. I'm important. You know, and you don't flip it on its ass and say, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sick because the universe only hears sick, sick, sick and brings you sickness. I understand that mentality. What I don't understand are people who are losing loved ones. I have friends of mine who have lost family members. I have acquaintances that I know, because this was another thing on social media that people are posting. Does anybody know anybody who actually has COVID? Why don't you go to the hospital and ask them why they're in there? Or why don't you go look at the hospital and you see people on respirators and why, and ask them why they're on the COVID wing. Duh, they fucking have COVID. Unless you're just getting tested and you don't know if you have COVID or not yet and they put you on the COVID wing. But I digress. This shit is fucking real. And we're in the beginning of January 2021. It's still fucking here. And now there are two different mutation strands of it out there. The only positive part about this, if you could take any positive part away from any of this, is the fact that there is now a vaccine to help with it, which apparently is sitting in all the hospitals right now collecting fucking dust because apparently from what I've seen on the media on the news and whatnot are that there is a very slow turtle-like speed of trying to get the vaccine out to people who really need it. Which is, it boggles my fucking mind. I mean, you have scientists that work on vaccines for years and years. They're still researching different forms of cancer vaccines. <clears throat> They're trying to figure out other different vaccines for other sicknesses. It takes time. This was done within the year. And now we have it and people can't get access to it. Why? Like, I don't under-fucking-stand. Like, I just don't get it. But, I don't know. Maybe that's me. Um, it, it just, like, there are no words. Backtracking a little bit to um, the positive spin of being sick. Of me being sick, not the COVID sick. I was thinking about it and after realizing that it was an allergic reaction to some sort of stupid flavor oil that I bought from a company that specifically says you use it in lip balms and I created lip balms with it and now I was sick from it. The only positive spin on the whole thing was if this didn't happen to me, I never would have gone to an ENT. I mean, who needs an ear, nose and throat doctor if your throat and nose aren't bothering you, you know? But if I never went to the ENT and I never had the sickness, I never would have known about the papilloma tumor in the back of my throat. So I should possibly be thanking the universe for doing this and sending me to the ENT to get a tumor in my throat removed. So thank you, I suppose. Moving along to my other bullet point that goes along with COVID is to mask or not to mask. Fucking wear the mask. I don't care if you wear the Jim Carrey version of the mask on your face. Wear a fucking mask. Not to mention that there are a bunch of people out there that breath fucking stinks. Like they smell like they suck the fucking turd. I mean, like there are people out there that have such bad breath that even shit would say shit stinks in their mouth. Like someone took a 
dump in their face. Like, how the hell do you have such bad fucking breath? Wear a mask. It helps me not have to smell you. And it also tells you that your mouth fucking stinks like a whole sack of fucking turds. Fucking idiot. I mean, I remember when I first started going food shopping and the masks were just required everywhere. I'm walking into the supermarket and this woman comes up to me. She's not wearing a mask. She comes right up to my face and goes, hi, can you tell me where the soda is? And I know I repeated this in a different, um, I think it was in my first episode of my first season, Assholes and Elbows, because she was a fucking asshole. I think it was in that episode, episode one, where she's talking to me right in my face, no fucking mask, and asking me where the soda is. I'm like, asshole, first of all, where's your fucking mask? Second of all, do I look like I fucking work here? I'm literally walking into the entrance of the supermarket with a fucking wagon because I am getting ready to go do my food shopping. I am not wearing a tag that says, hello, my name is, please let me help you. No. Fucking moron. Times two. What I don't understand are people who wear masks and they wear it wrong. You had one fucking job. It even shows you how to fucking put it on. You pinch the top of it at your fucking nose. You spread it around to your fucking chin. Ding dong. Hello. You're fucking done. Move on. I don't understand how people have it hanging around their neck. Now, mind you, I can't have anything around my neck that's strangling me, so I wouldn't be doing that, but you're not even wearing it at all on your face. It's on your neck. Unless you're that freaking woman from Beetlejuice where she talks out of her fucking neck hole because she died in the movie from smoking and she smokes out that hole in her neck that would be the only reason you would need to put a fucking mask on your neck if you had a neck hole also in retrospect thinking about this there are people out there that had windpipe surgery who actually have a mechanism around their neck because they don't have their voice box for whatever various reasons of health issues they had I, I don't know if you would put the mask around that or you'd put it around your actual mouth. I would think you'd have to maybe do both. Because if you're going to sneeze, obviously your nose is still working. You don't want anybody getting any of the, uh, you know, little droplets from your nose. But also you want to cover your mouth too. Hmm. Interesting thing I just thought of on the fly. Anyway. What's been aggravating me other than the obvious of almost every fucking thing on the planet right now, are the people who just don't believe this is happening at all. Like, this is a hoax from the news media to scare everybody. Scare tactics. Well, let me tell you something. You have plans for your life. You want to go out and do X, Y, and Z. I hear you. Do you want to do it alive? Or do you want to fucking do it dead? Hmm? Maybe you should put a mask on. Maybe you shouldn't go out at all. What bothers me is the lack of, no, not the lack of stupidity, the extreme stupidity and morons in large fucking groups. There is, and this year has shown it, how much fucking stupid there is on this fucking planet in more ways than one. 
I mean, when I went to the ENT, I was wearing these cloth um, masks that, you know, you could put a filter in and everything. He actually told me that if you have sinus issues or throat issues and whatnot, your best bet is to wear those surgical masks, not the KN95 whatever masks. Those are for the health people. But the other ones, you know, the blue ones, the medical ones, the other normal ones that you would, you know, wear those. I said, really? And he's like, yeah, because you're able to breathe better through it. It filters itself better than the cloth masks, too. So I'm like, oh, cool. All right. So I was wearing those. I got some in blue. I got some in purple because that's just me. But I'm wearing them. What I don't like are the fucking crazy ass people out there. Some of these conspiracy theorists that think it's all a joke. It's all a hoax. And that they're never going to get sick. They're the ones that are spreading this shit. At least I think so. To fucking wear a mask. How fucking hard is it? You wake up in the morning. Now mind you. You know, you go through your routine, you wake up in the morning, you get dressed, you take a shower. Well, you take a shower first, then you get dressed, you get breakfast, lunch, whatever. And then you leave the house, forgetting a mask. Because it's not a normal routine when this first started. It is now. I keep masks in my car, just in case I forget one when I walk out. It has happened a couple of times. I'm like, ah, crap. I remember I drove out of my driveway, was two blocks away. I'm like, ah, balls. Had to turn back around and go and get a mask. But you know what? Oh, balls, I drove two minutes out of my, you know, back home, out of my way to go and get a mask. I'll take it. Instead of two years, two months, two weeks, two whatever on a fucking ventilator. Because I value my life and I value everybody else's life around me. So shame on you and fuck you for thinking it's a freaking hoax and thinking that there are not people dying when clearly there are freaking U-Haul trailers outside of bodies of people and loved ones who have passed. That's not a fucking joke. This was 2020. It fucking sucked. It still fucking sucks and it's now early in the next year. Fucking morons. Which brings me to the holidays. Supposed to be, you know, very nice. You're with your family. You're with your loved ones. You're with nobody because you're not allowed to go anywhere. You can't travel anywhere. And everybody's like, boo, frickity who, it ain't fair. Um, pandemic. Hello. Not only the holidays, but the fact that if you were shopping for stuff, it was better to go online anyway, which is what I do anyway. I always do online shopping. And, you know, I may have a big mouth, but I'm a small little person. I don't want to get trampled to death by someone who's going to get a big screen TV that's on sale for $100 because, you know, everybody else's life uh, needs to, uh, you know, freaking die in a trampling situation so you can get this big fucking screen TV, you fucking animal. So I shop at home. I have no problem with that. Except this year, everybody had a problem with that because of COVID. There were delivery delays. Post office wasn't moving as quickly and as smoothly as it usually does because of the pandemic. People don't understand this. They're like, well, it's the post office. Their job is to move packages. I don't understand why it's going so slow. I'll tell you why. Here's why. I have my cousin's husband, who's a good friend of mine, obviously. He's a family member of ours. Um, He works for the postal service. A lot of people 
were not going into work because of the pandemic. A lot of people were laid off because of the pandemic. A lot of people didn't have their jobs because of the pandemic. And a lot of places, like the Postal Service, downsized their employees because either A, some of them didn't want to come in because they were afraid of the pandemic, which I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go and get sick uh, voluntarily, would you? Number two, depending on what branch of the Postal Service you were working for, it was limited people traveling to begin with. So a lot of things were delayed. There were, if you go online, it said, I think the USPS, United States Postal Service, had a warning up there that said, due to the pandemic and the coronavirus crisis, packages and shipments will be delayed because of blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm not talking about your local postal man wasn't delivering your mail. I'm talking about the fact that if you were mailing stuff out to different um, countries or different states, things were delayed because they had less drivers and less people moving the products along the system. So that was a lot of the problem. So me being a businesswoman and an owner of my own company, I also had, and I still have, if you go to sensationalgifts.com, I have the warning up there that there will be delays on your packages. You know, just keep that in mind when you're ordering stuff for the holidays. Um, there were a couple people that had their packages uber, uber delayed. I gave a couple of refunds. I was like, thank you for your patience in your order. I'm sorry it didn't get there on time. I hope this refund helps a little. You know, because there's nothing much you could really do about it at that point. But this is the time that we live in. And to be quite honest with you, your fucking packages are not as important as people's lives being lost. Sorry. Your new PS5 or whatever didn't fucking get there on time. Are you still alive and breathing? Good. So you'll still be able to fucking play it when it gets there. Go fuck yourself basically how I feel about the whole damn thing. I don't want to hear any excuses. I really don't. Here's the choice you have, people. Wear a mask or wear a ventilator. Your fucking choice. Okay? Now, turn the whole thing on its side and you go to the business owners, of which I am. However, my business is completely different than, say, a friend of mine's business. Because I have a lot of friends that are in business. There are some that are online completely, which is like me. I My store is a complete online business. It is a website that you go shop at. It's sensationalgifts.com. It is powered by Etsy, which I know a lot of people have heard of. And you go on there. You see all my stuff. You see all the descriptions. Sale, no sale, free shipping, whatever. You click, you buy. I mail it out to you. That's what it is. So the only thing I have to do is go to the post office. Whereas some of my friends who actually have brick and mortar stores, which are the stores you physically go to and shop at, a lot of those businesses are hurting because they're not, they weren't allowed to be open because there was a lockdown, shutdown of a lot of different companies, a lot of different stores. People couldn't, you know, make a living. And I understand that. However, Again, turning it on its ass. And in my opinion, how can you make a living if you're fucking dead? Hmm? Answer me. Oh, wait, no, you can't answer me because God forbid you're fucking dead. Fucking moron. 
Now, I understand that, yeah, rent's due, my bills are due, and I have no money coming in because nobody's buying anything at my store. I completely understand that. But that's why each state had assistance for everybody, or for most people, depending on what kind of company you were. Also, people that lost their job were allowed and entitled to go apply for unemployment. I know there are some people that are not entitled to either. In that case, I understand. And you're, you know, between a rock and a hard place. So what do you do? Let me tell you something, though. Everyone's life is fucking precious, in my opinion. There's no reason to risk your life and open a store for praying for maybe one or two customers to come in. You're putting your life at risk for what? $200? $10? I don't know what your products are. I don't know if anybody's buying anything. People also weren't allowed inside. And, you know, the restaurant industry got hurt really bad because of that, too. Now, I don't understand the outdoor dining situation. While I like dining outdoors when it's a nice cool breeze outside and it's not humid and blah, blah, blah. I don't understand how, and I saw this on the news and everything because, you know, we're watching the media and whatnot. I don't understand how you can't dine indoors. Okay, but you can dine indoors in a tent outdoors. Please explain this to me because I see these makeshift tents and whatnot, and some of them are heated. Some of them have little windows cut out of the plastic parts of the tent and shit. Technically, you're still inside. So I don't understand how indoor dining is forbidden, but indoor outside dining is okay. And I didn't understand the curfews either. Like, you couldn't get COVID after 10 o'clock at night. Like, I, I really, like, I'm sitting there watching the news. I'm like, this is boggling my fucking mind. I'm like, you have a curfew at 10 o'clock. People are not allowed to be in there past 10. It's kind of like, you know, closing time. You can't, you know, you can stay out, but you can't stay here. So where are you going to go? So you have a bunch of morons who were drunk off their ass, who got drunk before they got to the restaurant because... Certain restaurants didn't even have a liquor license anymore because you can't sell liquor outside, even though it's outside, indoor, outside dining. And you have all these fucking drunk morons walking around outside in big, stupid moron groups wearing no masks. So how the hell does this help the fucking situation? It doesn't. Fucking idiots. Which is also part of the holidays. People had a fucking shit year. Tell that to the people who are already dead. Tell that to the people who are alive that saw their loved ones die or didn't even see their loved ones die because they couldn't get to the fucking hospital because they were not allowed in to see their loved ones for the last time of their life. That's a shit year. Just because you couldn't go out to a freaking store and get you, you know, whatever you needed, or you couldn't go on vacation or something because of COVID, boo frickity who, you're still alive. Go on fucking vacation another time, you dickhead. This really just fires me up, it really pisses me off. Which brings me to the other bombastic shitstorms that were on 2020. Not the TV show, I mean the year. Did you hear about mystery seeds? Mystery seeds. Yeah, it's a fucking thing. It also came from China. Apparently, people were being mailed these 
mystery seeds. They look like seeds you could plant, but if they're coming from somewhere, they're coming to your house in an envelope with nothing else in it other than fucking seeds that you know for shit sure that you did not order, you didn't use, you don't know anybody else that sent them to you. It wasn't like it was a freaking um, gift of the month club thing. Why the fuck would you open it? And do you know anybody in fucking China? Because the address is on the fucking envelope. I mean, honestly, but to be honest with you, I know I know a couple people in China. I do. I have friends that are in Shanghai. Um, I have people that uh, that I used to know that lived in Taiwan, which is not China, obviously. But I'm just saying overseas. Um, but they would never send me fucking seeds. And if they did, their name would be on the envelope. And I'm pretty sure that inside the envelope would be a letter going, Hey Val, I know you like planting, blah, blah, blah. Here are some seeds straight from a shop in China that I frequently go to. And here is the ingredients and all the stuff that, you know, you could plant and how to plant it and blah, 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 and all that good shit. Did that happen to you? No. Did you get seeds to your house? Yeah. Well, why the fuck did you open them? They're like little seeds that I, I saw it online because the only reason I freaked out about it was because shit became real when I ordered something that I didn't know was coming from China because it had a U.S. address on it. Apparently, there are companies in China that have drop-off locations in the U.S. that drop ship and send it to the states in the United States. And you think you're buying it from the States. It's coming from China. I never would have noticed that if I didn't actually research online to see everything. And then in black and white online electronically, it says China. It wasn't Wuhan. It was just China. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm looking at these little things that I thought were seeds. Because they look like little fucking black peppercorns. I don't know what the fuck they were. Happened to happen to me around the same time these mystery seeds were being sent in the mail. And I'm like, great. So I emailed the company. I said, hi. I was like, can you please explain to me what the hell these are? And I ordered a bunch of leather things from this company. And it's like a punch leather. And uh, it, it was like the inside, apparently... The way they made these keychains up was they punched the leather inside them. And these little black leather dots were what came out afterwards. You're not supposed to send them to the customer. It's something that I don't need, I don't want. It, it, it has no purpose, basically. When I emailed her and showed her the pictures, I said, what the hell is this? Are these seeds? And she goes, oh, no, so sorry. Please throw those out and disregard them. It's leather punch um, dots from the inside of some of the leather products that we use in the inside of the Snap Jewelry keychains. I looked at the keychains. And it happened to be only in the keychain bag with all the keychains. So it made sense. And I'm like, okay, uh, cool, thanks. So... Yeah, mystery seeds crisis averted. But there were mystery seeds coming overseas to the U.S. The next thing, if things weren't fucking bad enough this fucking year with COVID, with not being able to see friends and family for the holidays and everything, you had fucking murder hornets, okay? Now, murder hornets 
if you have seen any, which none of us have, because if you live in New Jersey or the East Coast, thank God they didn't fucking make it to the East Coast yet. They are right now hanging out in a colony where I think beekeepers and whatnot wound up rescuing them and either distinguishing them or relocating them. I don't remember. All I know is that it is in Washington State. That's where they are. Fucking murder hornets. Now wait until you hear this shit. Fucking murder hornets. Have you heard about this? They're basically... Now mind you, they came from China too. So what in the flying fuck is going on over here? Okay? Now... You're probably, if you live on the East Coast, you have, you've heard about murder hornets, you haven't seen any, be very thankful of that. They are right now originating, like I said, in China. I don't know how they migrated all the way to fucking Washington. And I don't mean Washington, D.C., I mean Washington, like Seattle, Washington. That's where they found them. Now, why are they calling them murder hornets? Well, basically, these huge motherfuckers and... By huge, I mean they are three-inch-long, flying, buzzing fucking shits. And they decapitate honeybees. They bite their heads off. They don't even think think of it. This is just what they do. And it's unbelievable. I, I was watching a documentary on it, and I'm like, I'm sitting there trying not to itch and get freaked out because of these fucking bugs. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm like, on top of everything else, you know? I mean, this fucking year, a friend of mine was saying, oh, it's gonna be locusts and stuff, and then this is gonna happen. I said, uh, dude, you didn't hear about the locust swarms in India? He goes, what? I said, dude, I'm serious. Go, go look it up. There actually was locusts. It just happened to be in India, not in the United States doesn't matter. It's still part of the world. I swear the apocalypse is coming, you know? So, have you ever seen carpenter bees? Because we have a lot of those in uh, Jersey. Carpenter bees. They basically drill through pieces of wood. Like they're little bee drills or something. Like inch, like, like quarter or nickel size holes that they burrow themselves into the wood. That's why they're called carpenter bees. These motherfuckers are two inches long. And they're like, they're fat. And my dad's like, no, they're not. I'm like, no, yeah, they are. He goes, no, those are two. And I'm like, what? And then I notice. Yeah, they're still, they're not as huge as I thought they were. But there's two of them together. So I said, oh, shit's gotten real. These carpenter bees are fucking fucking. Okay? Fucking Literally, fucking carpenter bees in the air, attached to each other, buzzing around, bumping into shit, fucking. How many times can you say the F word in two minutes? <laughs> so now I'm standing there watching this monstrosity because not only was I shocked, but it was like a fucking train wreck. I couldn't look away. And I'm like, now that's some talented shit right there. How the hell do you fly through the air with another freaking bee on top of you? I'm looking at this, I'm like, holy shit. But now mind you, 
these carpenter bees don't give a fuck who's in their way. They will smack into you while they're busy fucking in the air. And they sting. And they burrow into wood. So just think about that when you're outside looking up with your mouth open going, Oh my God, there's bees fucking in the air. Yeah, nice. Now mind you, those bees are like an inch and a half long. They're fucking big. They're fat. And then, you know, picture those two two bees together. They look exactly like a fucking murder hornet. Okay? Now, the fucking murder bees, murder hornets, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they're not over here. But I could relate. Because I'm looking at them, and I'm like, these carpenter bees almost look like those. Except murder hornets are completely different than the carpenter bees because carpenter bees do with you know what they want with the wood yeah they're a nuisance if you have wood shingles or you have wood um wood planks on the side of your house they'll burrow right through that motherfucker they don't care your house is done it's like you know termites 10.0 or something they will eat the shit out of wood Murder hornets will eat the shit out of other bees, and if they fucking sting you like hornets do, because hornets are the prick bastards of the fucking bee species, they could kill you. They actually have venom that could kill you. And they were saying that three stings from a murder hornet, you're dead. One, if you don't get the venom antidote or whatever, or you don't get treatment or whatever, you're gonna be in serious shit. Three stings, you're fucking dead. Now, hornets normal hornets and I don't know if any of you listening are allergic to bee stings or hornet stings or whatnot but a sting fucking hurts okay for a normal person it fucking hurts now if you're allergic to the sting that hurts times five you know because not only are you allergic to it and getting anaphylaxis or whatever other annas that are related to that but it hurts like shit but a murder hornet who freaking stings you, you're fucking dead. Dead. D-E-D, dead. Done. Bye. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, first you had COVID, which we still have. Then you had these mystery hornets, the mystery seeds, rather. And then you had fucking murder hornets. What else could possibly fucking happen? Of course, I had to say that, you know. Not too long ago, um, before the uh, last thing that I'm going to talk about happened, there was something I said a while back as a joke. And for people who know me, they know my humor. And they also know that it's kind of a half-truth because... I ain't got no luck unless it's really fucked up luck sometimes. So I'm saying the way the rate is going and the way the world is going, I am wagering dollars to donuts on aliens coming in 2021. Now this is before the new year that I said this. And I'm like, I bet you any amount of money. I'm like, there are going to be fucking aliens. And the one that is going to be uh, running the show, the alien show, is going to be my boyfriend with his crew taking over the fucking planet. Because that's how we roll. Now, I'm not saying I'm an alien, because I'm not, obviously. That's fucking ridiculous. I am just saying that I am so strange and so out of my element and with all the different sicknesses that I have, I'm like, I swear I must be out of this world. 
because I'm fucking amazing. Also, there are tens of millions of guys out there that are just fucking pricks that I'm like, my guy has to be from another fucking planet because this planet fucking sucks. Half the guys in this planet fucking suck. My ex-boyfriend is a literal motherfucker. So there's that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to my episode called Why Do I Bother Dating? You'll understand the reference. So I'm waiting on aliens. So now, a couple of nights ago, it was either on the news or I was watching something on the news on my phone. It was something about an alien UFO sighting. I am not fucking kidding. There were people looking up at the sky. They saw this blue cylinder light that was just shooting back and forth in the sky. And you know how there are theorists out there that debunk everything and whatnot. Well, these people couldn't understand what the hell they were looking at. They, it was completely pitch black out. There was no lights coming from somewhere. Like, you know, if, you, if someone shines a light up into the air or whatever, you could usually follow the beam all the way back to the base of where it was. Not with this shit. This was a light blue, iridescent blue cylinder in the dark night sky. It was there. It zipped around for a couple seconds. It stopped and then disappeared. What does that sound like to you? Kind of sounds like a UFO sighting to me. Can you tell I watch the show Ancient Aliens too much? <laughs> but no, seriously, think about it. If you go into the philosophy of everything, how can we, because a lot of the human race are dumb motherfuckers right now, and this whole year fucking proved it to me. How can we be the only ones on the planet? And by only ones, I mean only humans in the world. I mean, you have animals, various different species of animals, various different species of insects. Do you know how many different species of spiders there are? I don't remember, but I remember reading it somewhere. It's like tens of thousands of different kinds of spiders. Can you imagine that? Who fucking needs that shit? That's some like arachnophobia bullshit. But it's true, though. So now you think of that, you think of all these other planets. You think of all these other solar systems like Andromeda and the Milky Way and whatnot all the way out there. You can't tell me that they're not species of spiders on other planets. We just haven't figured it out yet. Think about this for a second. What if we're the aliens? And this is our third planet that we were on because we fucked up on so many different planets that we deteriorated them and we moved to Earth. So maybe we're the aliens. You never know. But... I could tell you that if there were aliens, I'm almost positive they came to our planet, probably resided here for a little while amongst us and nobody knew, and got all the ideas and all the information they needed to realize that there are so many dumb motherfuckers on this planet that there's no reason for them to stay here. So they left. me to my last and final bullet point of the year-end review of 2020, which is the White House, the election, and our asshole-in-chief. Yeah, I said it. What? Now, mind you, there are various different opinions on our asshole-in-chief at the moment. 
there are people that stand by him and it's not that they stand by him per se they stand by the office which i understand he's even though some people are saying hashtag not my president he still kind of is even though you didn't vote for him he still represents the united states as president holy fucking shit this guy who recently incited the most heinous violent attack on the capitol in like ever which i'll get to in a few minutes which isn't even the reason why i started this whole conversation now many people out there like him many people out there like to hate him and many people out there like to hate each other for not liking him or liking him. And that's where the clash continues. Okay? Now, there are people that like him. And I asked why. I'm like, please explain to me why, you know, you're behind him 110 million percent. Now, there is a difference, in my opinion, before I go through with this whole tirade on said asshole in chief. Um, there's a difference between being a Republican and being a Trump supporter. Chris Cuomo said this on CNN. He calls them Trumplicans because that's what he feels they are. They're not Republicans. They're hateful, crazy, bigoted people, not all of them. Some of them, but this is the hate that he incites. And it comes out wrong because of who he is. And I'm not saying that's because he's the president or because he's a reality star or whatever. This is his mindset. He doesn't realize that being the president, yeah, you are famous. Yeah, you are the guy. Yeah, you are the go-to guy and you should lead by fucking example. This apparently doesn't compute to him that when you fly off the cuff and you do things half-assed or shoot from your head, not your hip, that people are going to sit on your every fucking word and think it's fucking gospel. He doesn't understand this. And that's why you had what you had yesterday at the Capitol. Now, I've asked friends of mine, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, I said, please ask, please tell me, I asked, like, why do you like him? Like, I could tell you why I liked, you know, other presidents. I could tell you now why I like our incumbent future president on January 20th. Um, I can't tell you why I would like his vice president because I don't know much about her. But I get, I'm not going to tell you that I don't like her just because she's a Democrat vice president. That's not who I am. It's not the thing. Now, some of my friends are like, I like our president because he's raw. He tells it like it is. Okay, I understand that. He's relatable. He says what you're thinking. Okay. But also, you have to understand that there are certain things that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And 
how you say whatever it is resonates with different people in different ways, in different walks of life. Like you really need to be careful what you fucking say, especially if you are the leader of this quote unquote free world that's being fucking destroyed at the moment by various different fucking things. So, I mean, to be honest with you, after what I saw last night, I'm embarrassed to be living here under the rule of fucking jackasses. Like I really am. And I know somebody's going to be listening to this and they're going to say, well, then go fucking move then. (laughs) That's not the fucking point. The point is that this didn't have to happen. Now, there are things I could say. He did nothing for the virus. He basically stood there on the air and said, it'll just go away like it's fucking nothing. So he did nothing for the virus. There are crazies on social media, which I will get to in just a second. Now, speaking of media, now I used to be in broadcasting. I used to be a radio DJ. I could tell when people are full of shit. I could tell when things are being spun in a way that was not meant to be said. So there are things that President Trump has done or has asked to be done that come off like an average random person is asking the question. Now, mind you, he is an average person asking a question. If you think about it, he just happens to have an extraordinary job on this planet in the United States. He's not perfect. Just so you know that all you crazy people out there that worship his every word and move and whatnot, he's not fucking perfect. He might be your president, but he's not infallible. Remember that when you follow him off the fucking cliff. When he stops short and watches you fall and he says, oh, I didn't say to jump. Remember that. Fucking idiots. Now, there is a difference between being a Republican and being a Trump supporter. I firmly believe that. I have a bunch of different friends of mine who are Republicans. Some of them said they voted for the party. Some of them said they voted specifically for Trump because they wanted a change. This wasn't the change that any of us were looking for. Um, Again, none of us are perfect. We didn't know this going in back then, but we do now. Now, what I was saying about the media spinning different scenarios and different shit, I can usually tell when there's something that's bullshit, okay? Now, mind you, he is our president. He is my president for at least, uh, what, 19? No, 10, 12 more days. Yeah, I could do math. 12 more days, okay? Am I condoning half the shit that he's pulled and said and whatnot? Hell no. But there were some things he asked the CDC. There were some things that he asked Dr. Fauci. And I don't think that he said it to act as if he was ignorant. I think he was asking it because he was seriously curious. Not anywhere, and I'm not defending him, but not anywhere did he go out and say specifically for anyone and I know a lot of people joked about this but this is serious fucking shit he never said for anyone to go out and squirt or shoot bleach into their person he did not say to do that he specifically asked and I saw the I saw the feed 
and I saw the how the reporters and how the news media were twisting this particular situation on this question that he was asking. He wanted to know if there was a way to pump bleach or a substance that had bleach components in it into people, you know, like a vaccine, hello, that would do what bleach would do to get rid of the fucking virus. Except the way he said it wasn't how it should have been said. It was basically being said by someone who doesn't know anything about medicine. He's not a fucking doctor. Although he kept on saying the virus would just fucking go away, which is total bullshit, because hello, it's still here. And now it has two different extra strains to it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, but he was curiously asking, how do we control this some bitch? Is there something else we could do right now? Obviously, getting an enema of fucking Clorox is not the solution. That's also not what he fucking said. And that pissed me off because the media, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I, I was in broadcasting. People that know me, that some are probably listening to this, we, you know, all our friends, for the most part, in the circle who do podcasts, who are in TV, who are in radio, we all started somewhere. We all started in school, in college, or we took broadcasting courses somewhere else. We were all in broadcasting. I took a class in broadcast journalism. Now, in the class, it tells you to shorten everything you want to say of whatever story you're doing. Now, I got to be honest with you. You see how long this fucking podcast is right now? This is the year-end review of the whole year of 2020. Even this is the longest podcast I've done in all of my episodes, but it's still short compared to how much you could actually talk about in the whole year. Now, if this was a broadcast journalism uh, podcast, they would want you to shorten this to half of its time. How do you do that? By cutting out pieces of information. How do you cut out pieces of information and still make everything make sense? It doesn't. It only shows one side of the media. And depending on who is reporting, and if it's good for their channel or their website or their media outlet, they're gonna do what's best for their job, which is possibly shortening the information they're giving you to something that possibly does not make sense. That's how I see it. And that's what happened with this particular situation with the asshole in chief. This was one episode where he was not actually being an asshole he was actually curious and asking questions about how to get a vaccine that is potent just like Clorox but without killing people but the way he said it made people actually go out and ingest fucking bleach like are you a fucking moron yeah you know these are the type of people that would jump off a cliff because he said to do it. These are the people that stormed the Capitol yesterday because he told them to do it. He also told them that he was gonna be there right there with him walking down the street to the Capitol to make sure that they stopped the electoral count. I'm sorry, but I really want to say he's not my president because that's not what I signed on for. 
But if you see half his cabinet has resigned before, during, and after this situation, they didn't sign on for this shit either. What I don't understand was I was busy watching the count after the whole rioting was fucking over and they finished the count. When they came to Pennsylvania and they were detesting the count, somebody objected. So they had to go into their chambers for two hours and talk about it and everything. They had a vote. Vote came out. There were still 133 people on the Republican side that still sided with him after this, even after this. Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you my theory on it. It's not because he's right. It's because he has money. It's because some of them, like Ted Cruz, for example, is going to be running for potential president in 2024. He needs somebody's backing. He needs the monetary backing. So all these people are suckling up to the corporate T, a.k.a. People who are Republicans sucking up to the president's ding-dong over here. So he gives them money for their own run at president of the United States. But what these people don't realize is that not only is Mike Pence going to be possibly doing a presidential run in 2024, but Trump even said he's going to try to rerun again for a second term or a second time rather, to be president again in 2024. So if he's running again, he ain't going to support you. He's gonna be supporting himself. Doesn't care about you, cares about himself. Which brings me to the crazies on social media and the riots and the deaths that happened when they stormed the Capitol yesterday. Now, we'll start with the crazies on social media because it's very short. Basically, crazies on social media are just that. They're fucking morons who have no cooth, no respect, and no intelligence whatsoever. They're fucking trolls that just troll around. That's where you get the word trolls from. Social media and just harass people. I mean, shit. Not what a few hours ago was I online and I'm talking to a friend of mine and we're talking about how um you know we're talking about the media we're talking about Republicans we're talking about everything that happened and whatnot and he's a Republican not necessarily a Trump supporter but he's a Republican so I mentioned my take on it and there were a couple other people that you know wrote down and commented their opinions and stuff but there was one person who, mind you, I don't know, who's friends with my friend, who commented underneath me. Now, I didn't say anything bad. All I said was exactly what I started this segment of the podcast with, was there is a difference between Republicans and Trump supporters. There are Republicans who, whether they like the candidate of the Republican Party that's running for president or not, they vote for the party because a lot of the, um, I guess, not rules, a lot of the things that the Republican Party stands for, they are comfortable and they agree with. And they're entitled to their opinion and they're entitled to their vote. So they voted for the Republican Party and you're allowed to do that. I still respect you. I still love you as a friend. 
and we just have different opinions and that's okay because that's what this free world is supposed to be about now there is a difference between those republicans and this fucking fucktard who apparently is a crazy ass trump fuck trumpet i'm gonna call her she's a fuck trumpet that's what she is i don't know who she is but she's a big evangelistic fuck trumpet and i don't like you and after what i wrote and i wasn't being insulting at that point i just said there's a fine line between being a republican and being a trump supporter and some people don't understand that line or that way of thinking and she wrote may god have mercy on your soul when the truth comes out so i sat there and looked at it i wrote back i said first of all who the fuck are you second of all what the hell has god got to do with any of this and third of all like how fucking dare you talk to me on a thread that you had no business talking about so her and i got into it because after she said that i said you know what i find that extremely threatening and fucked up and i reported you on the social media outlet that where you're on and she flipped shit and she got my friend involved in this who started the thread because it was his status on his page and she's sitting there going now all of a sudden you know i have to fear for my grandkids because now the social media net outlet that we were on is going to be trolling them and searching for them and blah 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 i'm like what are you a fucking moron i'm like i reported you because you were harassing me and making threatening statements and you were talking at your fucking ass nobody ever mentioned kids so what the hell is your fucking problem apparently she's a fucking moron so after all of this my friend wound up telling her off and blocking her and deleting her and i blocked her on principle because i didn't like the way she was treating me she was a piece of shit. she still is god has nothing to do with it you're a fucking piece of shit. now if you were to talk to me about the world and philosophy and life you would know that i love basically everybody until you fucking piss me off i will give you an out and let you state your case i did this with a friend of mine he said i was fucking stupid for no reason and i said please explain this stupidity to me i'd like to know turns out that he's just afraid for his job and he's just defending himself so i told him to go fuck himself because what are you gonna defend yourself to me i didn't say anything and i'm not your boss i ain't gonna fire you or anything from your job what does your job got to do with treating me like shit? so he's another person i dropped and he's so stupid he still doesn't understand why i'm not talking to him he even apologized for something and then he said it again i'm like nah nah once shame on you twice shame on me third time go fuck yourself that's my role now we're all humans on this planet we are all spiritual but if you were to ask me i would say we are all spirits having a human experience on this planet think about it for a second it's the reason why when you go to church or you go to synagogue or you go to mosque or you go to wherever you know your um religion worshiping takes you there is a reason why everything has the same 
premise with it. Whether you're into Wicca, Christianity, or you're a Jehovah Witness, it all has the same thing. We're all love, we're all life, and we're all spirit. That's why when you pass away, your spirit, your energy, your energy orb, for example, leaves your shell of a body here and it elevates to another plane of existence over there wherever there is um that's how i feel so we're not humans having a spiritual experience we are all spirits down here on earth having a human experience this is school think of it that way james van prague said it perfectly and i totally agree with his statement i agree with him he is like freaking awesome i love him that's just me i just do um he said that earth is school basically it's spirit school we are spirits here having a human experience learning in our schoolhouse called earth now you might think i am a fucking crazy or i'm a fucking moron or i'm out of my mind on quaaludes or something and i can tell you i'm not um because if i was maybe my throat and my sinuses and stuff wouldn't be hurting me still still having the allergic reaction from the fucking lip balm cannot believe this cannot believe that this started back in june and i realized it only three days ago but i digress earth school so where we are um i don't like when people insult me i don't like when people treat me like complete shit who does but to be respectful because that's the kind of nice person i fucking am i always give you an out so I gave this fucking crazy lady an out and I said, please explain to me what God has to do with this and why he should, he or she should have mercy on my soul because of the fact that I said there's a fine line between a Republican and being a Trump supporter. She had nothing else to say. She stated her case about her grandkids, which had nothing to do with what she said, has nothing to do with reporting her to social media. So I said, no, nah, that's it. I'm done. You're a fucking moron. And I reported her, blocked her, and deleted her too. Because who has time for that shit? With everything going on, you really think I need to have crazy motherfuckers in my life? No. My focus is to be able to swallow and breathe and function as a normal spiritual human being right now. And that's my focus. That's my goal. Getting back to other people's goals. And the crazy is not on social media, but the crazy is in real fucking life. Now, the whole thing that happened at the Capitol yesterday, you can't tell me that was a hoax. You can't tell me that those were good spirited people. Five people died. Okay. Four people died from getting shot at and attacked by the police because they should not have been there rioting and doing what they were doing, desecrating the Capitol in Washington, D.C., like asshole in chief basically told them to do. And one cop actually just died from his injuries, from protecting everybody from these people. He gave his life for the job that he did to protect the people that were in the Capitol building and he wound up dying from these crazy rioting motherfuckers. Now, remember I was talking about Black Lives Matter movement before, and I said I didn't have it on my list, and it should be there because it's important. Well, listen to this after I take a swig of my water because my throat's bothering me. Black Lives Matter movement, okay? 
Now, my whole take on everything is all lives should matter, especially black people. Black people and Jewish people have got the shit end of the stick for years, lifetimes, like decades, okay? Um, black Lives Matter. Black people were doing a Black Lives Matter peaceful protest, which is not an oxymoron. There are actually peaceful protests out there. Any protests that are not peaceful are called riots and freaking vandalizing and all that craziness, looting. Those are rioters. Those are not protesters for any reason whatsoever. It's just not, okay? There was a peaceful protest for Black Lives Matter. They were outside, they had their signs. Not, not yesterday, not on that particular day. I'm saying this was another time where they were protesting for their rights and they should. And there were signs that said, I can't breathe because of George Floyd. He, he couldn't breathe. Eric Garner also couldn't breathe because of what was happening with the, uh, the cops and the brutality. Um, I see both sides of it. However, that being said, no one, in my opinion, ever should have to say, I can't breathe more than fucking once, okay? This coming from someone who always has problems fucking breathing. Nobody has anything around my neck, but I feel like they do. These people physically had knees, headlocks, like physically not being able to make them breathe. That's not humane. That's bullshit right there, okay? Now, getting back to the rioting, because this ain't no fucking protest at the Capitol building yesterday, these dumb motherfuckers look like something out of deliverance, okay? Half the motherfuckers in the goddamn rioting squad that purged onto the freaking Capitol building look like they shared one mouth of teeth between every fucking one of them, okay? These are... The bottom feeders, low-life pieces of shit that slithered out from underneath rocks that we didn't even know existed anymore or tried to ignore and sit on every single fucking word that the asshole in chief says. And the reason why I say asshole in chief is because the asshole who is the chief head motherfucker of the United States does not realize that it's not about being raw. It's not about what you're saying. It's about how you say it and who it affects. Now, don't underestimate stupid because stupid is contagious, as we saw. And stupid is fucking forever. You can't fix stupid. The only way you can avoid stupid is to say what you mean, mean what you say, and think about what you say first and think about the people that are listening and hovering over your every fucking word before you open your goddamn mouth hole, okay? Because then we get what you saw yesterday, which to me is disgusting. It hurt my heart. It is unbecoming of the United States. Basically felt like we were a fucking third world country. And on top of that, not only does he say he loves these people, but to tell them to go home, but he's not sorry that he fucking told them to walk down there and do this in the first place. 
And here, this schmuck is the one with the nuclear codes behind the desk at the fucking White House. You could like him because he's raw, but this raw shit's gotta go. There's a difference between being raw and being respectful. He ain't respectful. He's not respectful of the office. He's not respectful of the poor cop and the four rioters that got killed. He's not respectful of you, even though you respect him and you're entitled to your opinions and whatnot. He's not respectful of anyone but himself. And that's not who the leader of the free world should fucking be, in my opinion. But that's not, that's just me. I mean, you know, you go on with your bad self. You do you. It's free country still, so far. Um, but, that being said, me being sick, COVID, the masks, holidays, post office and delivery delays, mystery seeds, murder hornets, aliens and UFO sightings, and the asshole in chief White House and the election. I think that's enough for 2020, don't you? Thank God 2020 is gone. 2021 is uh, not shaping up any different right now. However, I do believe that we are on our way to healing, loving each other once again, and hopefully respecting each other. That's what we need. Oh, thank you. Hey, Valerie Lynn here. If you made it this far, then thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please become a fan and share my podcast. It's anchor.fm slash The Valerie Lynn Show. Share it, talk about it, tweet it, do whatever you would like. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you listen to the next one.